Welcome, welcome, welcome to a feature episode regarding the life of times of Norm Powell. This is something we decided to record as, of course, Norm has uh, unfortunately left the team and uh, we won't be going into a discussion of who won the trade. Uh, You know, with how Gary Trent has been playing recently, of course, we, we as Raptors fans are probably happy that the trade went through, but that doesn't matter. This episode today is not about that. Today we'll be analysing what exactly makes Norman Powell the player he is. I'll probably get into um, where he actually grew up because Norm uh, Powell, he was actually born in San Diego, California in the Valencia Park District and he attended Lincoln High High School. To give a brief recap of the area he was born in, so uh, Valencia Park is... uh, a particularly, uh, let's say, deprived area of this city. It has a very high ethnic uh, minority population, uh, particularly uh, African-American. But uh, since the early 2000s, it's actually seen an influx of um, people from the Latino community, particularly, um, well, yeah, not just people from the uh, Latino community, but also Filipinos as well. So it's really just a a massive mix of people from loads of different backgrounds but it is extremely deprived and indeed uh one article talks about how uh, violent crimes in the past uh five to six years have increased dramatically in the area when looking specifically at the school that norm actually attended One thing that um, must be mentioned here is that there's a program known as the Voluntary Enrollment Exchange Program in this area of San Diego, which actually allows uh, children in that area to be bused to schools in um, the richer areas of San Diego. This basically shows you or it tells me that families want to get their kids out of this area. It's it's uh there's crime it's poverty stricken and it's just a difficult area to live in when looking at uh lincoln high specifically this is actually extremely interesting as to the backstory of the school now there's something very interesting with regards to lincoln high's history in the area because particularly in the mid-90s and uh, indeed uh, for many decades, the school was known for being uh, crime-riddled and it was very, very well known for its gang activity. And one particularly famous case was uh, one of the seniors at the school uh, who was called Willie James Jones Jr. He was going to attend Cornell University, but before he graduated, he was unfortunately killed at the school. And uh, Norm, I wouldn't, I don't want to say he single-handedly, but he really turned around the school's basketball program as the school ended up in the uh, 2009-2010 season. They actually ended up winning the uh, state championship. Uh, they finished with a 29-2 record and he was the star player for this team. Indeed, the school actually... 
um, in the following season also ended up with a 31-2 and record. They were the number seven school in the country. Uh, so these are just phenomenal statistics. But this time they fell short of winning the state's championship. But um, Norm was a star player and he may have played a role in, uh, you know, bringing a, a feel-good atmosphere to the school in this uh, desperate time community where he comes from means a lot to him and I think that's just uh, something you can uh, really respect uh, looking at this story uh, as an outsider Uh, another thing that's important about his life is you know his family so Norm was uh, raised by a single mother and um, he also had two siblings so he had two sisters but a part of this family unit was actually his uncle Raymond, who was a massive inspiration for Powell. And they, um, there's a, a nice story about how they used to go biking around the city. And um, he talked about how much of an inspiration his uncle was to him. But unfortunately, in his senior season, in Powell's senior season, his uncle ended up dying. And he's now got a tattoo uh, on his body which says R.I.P. Raymond and he's talked about uh, I believe uh, you'll, you can probably find somewhere online he's talked about how much of an inspiration his uncle was to him but going back to his mother his mother <laughs> using his words not mine um, but he talks about his mother as somebody who was extremely strict and a disciplinarian Uh, For example, his mum would make him uh, write pages from a book uh, as punishment for when he got into trouble. And her intention was to get Powell into reading because she says that while his sisters were into reading, Powell wasn't uh, so into reading as his sisters were. And the reason she wanted him to enjoy reading is because she really focused on academics uh, while he was growing up and this is something he carried to UCLA as well so during his time at high school uh, one of his coaches actually told his mum she that he thinks that he can make it to the NBA but she actually told the coach not to tell Norm that because she wanted his main focus to be on academics and she wanted basketball to be a close second. There's also a period where it looked like Norman could end up um, participating in track and field, but unfortunately he sustained an injury. Uh, This was early on in his um, school day, so it was in sixth grade. And as a result of that, he ended up uh, switching to basketball. But again, uh, as you can see, it was like a dual focus on, yes, she wanted him to excel in the sporting sphere, but she wanted his main focus to be on academics, which is, I think, of course, an extremely smart decision to make. And tying this all together into his college career. So when they were looking at uh, colleges, uh, particularly in the California area, they wanted schools to to have done their research on them, their family, and what kind of things, uh, what kind of values that Norm and his mum place importance on, because they only 
really considered schools who were selling academics as a as an important part of their offer and this is where we come to UCLA because although Norm was a massive USC Trojans fan indeed uh, he actually spent a week training alongside DeMar DeRozan while DeMar was a star at the Trojans and it was during uh, this period, again, this was during his high school time, that um, DeMar became somewhat his idol. And it looked, for all intents and purposes, it looked like he would probably end up joining the USC program because he wanted to follow in DeMar's footsteps. But he ended up going to UCLA because clearly they must have placed that importance on academics that his mum uh, wanted the, uni- the college to place. So... That's also incredibly interesting because it's amazing, isn't it, that he ended up going to the Raptors and joining his idol. That's not something that occurs very often for NBA players. So uh, truly an amazing coincidence. And um, yeah, so his time at UCLA is something that I'll go into now. Um it didn't start off great for him, to be honest, because he was expecting to be potentially a one-and-done prospect. Both the UCLA system and Powell himself envisioned that, at most, he would be at the UCLA program for two years before making the jump to the NBA. And uh, if he was even more successful than anticipated, that he would be a one-and-done player. However, things, unfortunately for Powell, didn't pan out like that because he didn't receive the kind of playing time in his first season that he expected from the then coach Ben Howland and he was only really a minor contributor for the team playing less than 20 minutes a game and scoring uh, six points a game. He anticipated that in his second season that he would then receive some more playing time and although the start of the season he did receive uh, a good number of minutes around 30 minutes a game this uh, diminished as the season went on and again he only averaged 11 points a game and wasn't a key piece for the team in his third season guess what (laughs) another obstacle for him because the likes of Zach Levine and Carl Anderson were on the team And while Powell increased uh, his number of minutes to 25 minutes a game, increased his contributions across the board, he again wasn't a major piece for the team. So if you look at the first three seasons, you might think to yourself that his time there had been a failure. But Powell himself looked at it in a completely different way. And so he should have, because some of these obstacles were not due to his lack of talent, but rather that he wasn't being given the opportunities to play. And uh, another factor that I haven't mentioned is that Ben Howland, the coach in the first two years, was actually fired. And his offence was a lot more limiting than uh, the offence in the third and fourth season, while uh, which, is, uh, which are the periods where Powell actually received more playing time. So... There was obstacles outside of his control that were in Powell's way. And although he wasn't part- contributing like he wanted to, he was every off-season, he was developing his game and adding another 
dimension to himself as a player because his defense for example in, improved dramatically during the whole course of his career, college career and by the end of it he was known as a lockdown defender for the team and it was his key attribute going into the NBA but something which he wasn't recognized for pre-college. He also took some steps to improve his shooting but this is something that even by the end of his career, uh, college career, he hadn't fully developed to the standard that it is today, but he was certainly taking steps in the right direction. He's, his ball handling certainly approved during the period. He was, always, he was always an extremely athletic player. He has a vertical of 40 inches, and as Toronto fans, we've seen him display that athleticism on numerous uh, poster dunks during his time at Toronto. Another, the aspect of his game that he potentially didn't develop during this period, but again came later, was his playmaking, which is something that he, he is still, develop, still developing to this day, but really during his time in the D-League, in his first few years at Toronto, that's when he took great, stride forward, uh, great strides forward in that area. But that's the important part of his college career. The important thing to realise is that while uh, on paper it didn't seem like he was being successful, he was actually still uh, taking great strides forward, but these strides were mostly behind the scenes. However, this set him up for his senior season because Zach Levine and Carl Anderson during that off-season had joined the NBA, and so that allowed Powell to become the major star for the team. In his senior season, he was seen as a leader by um, the other players. Indeed, the team started off quite poorly in his senior season. And halfway through, during uh, the January uh, month, the month of January, sorry. It was reported that he uh, voiced his frustrations to his teammates about their lack of effort and desire. And this was perhaps why the team turned things things around halfway through the season and ended up uh, eventually making the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, when at one point it looked like they wouldn't even qualify for the tournament. So in that senior season, he ended up putting up more than 20 points. And so you would think that perhaps with his uh, improvement in play, that he would be seen as a first-round draft pick. And indeed, there were some analysts who actually had Powell going in the top 20. However, as has happened many times in Powell's story, things didn't quite work out how he wanted to, wanted them to, because he ended up going in the mid-second round. And it was not to the Raptors, it was to the Bucks, and he would be later traded to the Raptors. What did some of his critics say? Well, that he was an undersized shooting guard at 6'4", and that he didn't have great shooting at that point. Indeed, he was certainly below average for other shooting guards who were declaring for the draft and who had the possibility of being drafted. However, even these have caveats as Okay, you can look at his time and say, yes, his shooting certainly improved from the start to the end. He was 
an abysmal shooter at the start and he gradually improved a year on year. The things that these analysts didn't see and what these experts didn't see was his relentless work ethic and his strong mentality. And why is that important? Because he has some of the physical tools that are actually needed to be successful. So although he may be undersized at 6'4", this is true for a shooting guard. Even then, he was on the stockier side. Today, he's extremely well built and that obviously plays a role in um, him being able to successfully switch on multiple uh, players on the defensive end. But there's also his athleticism, which I've talked about, but he also has six foot 11, he has a six foot 11 inch wingspan. So he, him on the defensive end, he's he's not a liability. It, it is a strength for him. Six foot 11 wingspan is tremendous. Even players who are six, eight, six, nine, some of them don't have that kind of wingspan. So these are some of the things that the analysts missed, I think. They didn't look at his character, his work ethic, everything that make, made him the player who he was or who he is today, sorry. And I think that's a nice place to wrap things up before Camille uh, will then, at this point, talk about his D-League career and his time at the Raptors. But the way I'll tie things up for my section is that Yes, he faced adversity at many periods during his life, but this should be a lesson for us all because there'll be plenty of times when other people will doubt your ability. And I think we all have to realise that a lot of people, they only see snapshots of who you are. So these coaches, these even maybe even his home family members, they only see one aspect of him. They only see him for specific durations of his life but that doesn't define his potential what they think about him didn't define his potential and Powell realized the only thing that was within his control was how hard he worked and quite frankly he set an excellent example for every other NBA professional when it comes to his work ethic and his positive mentality it could be argued that the acquisition of Norman Powell represented the beginning of the genius Masai era. Powell, along with a 2017 first-round draft pick, which would later turn out to be none other than OG Ananobi, were traded to the Raptors, all for Grevis Vasquez. And Powell wasn't just a young player who settled for the bench or garbage time. This man got minutes for a reason. Okay. It was partly due to injuries to the likes of Terence Ross, Damari Carroll, James Johnson. But he proved something in those minutes. As well as becoming the NBA, well, the Eastern Conference's Rookie of the Month for April. The playoffs is when Norman Powell showed up, as he has done for the last six years. Take a listen right now to his first ever playoff series against the Indiana Pacers game 5 fourth quarter 9290 13-2 run in the ACC is alive
That was to become a familiar energy for Raptors fans. But it wasn't all plain sailing for Norman Powell during his rookie season. Suddenly, it quite early on, it turned out he was dropped to the D-League. Uh, in a recent piece for the Players' Tribune, he said, As soon as I was starting to get my sea legs as an NBA player, getting that first bit of momentum, the team sent me down to the D-League. He then revealed that it was DeMar DeRozan who saved him, who inspired him to climb out of that hole. DeMar allegedly said, if you don't belong down there, Norm, just prove it. And what did Mr. Powell do? Well, he played eight games in the D-League, averaged 25 points a game, and came straight back up to play with the big boys. Now, he didn't have the strongest 2016-2017 to regular season, but it is the campaign where he developed his reputation as the killer of the Milwaukee Bucks. A phenomenal performance, and guess what? A Game 5 of the Raptors' first-round playoff series against the Bucks. He scored 25 points in an absolutely crucial game. He was rewarded a few months later with a four-year, 42 million contract extension, of course, which would have been due to expire at the end of this season. Now, going forward over the next few seasons, Powell kept providing that spark and energy that uh, Toronto became used to. However, his lack of consistency, some injuries, some poor shooting performances just meant he would never really break into that starting lineup. This isn't to say he wasn't useful. Once again, in 2019, during the championship run, he'd go on to deliver a couple of storming performances. He earned the title Storming Norman against the Milwaukee Bucks. Once again, cementing that reputation and really was the ultimate seventh man during that elite, elite squad uh, that the Raptors had in 2019. The 2020 season, pretty forgettable for a lot of reasons. Raptors, of course, losing in the Eastern Conference semifinals to the Boston Celtics. However, it was once again a late uh, late series uh, rally from Norman Powell. Of course, we discussed before, the Celtics were markedly better than Toronto during the campaign. However, game six, right? Scoring 15 points in two overtime periods in an absolutely crucial win. Now, he did then go on, actually, to miss a crucial shot in Game 7, but, you know, you can't expect him to do everything. And interestingly enough, this season, it was looking like sort of same old norm, sort of occasionally going on 20-point-a-game runs for a couple of weeks and then maybe slipping back. However, it was interesting that the COVID hit March period for the Raptors really gave him an opportunity to cement his place. He was finally starting at shooting guard or small forward. And he was just in the absence of all the team stars taking the offensive mantle. It seemed he had really cut a niche in quite a bad team. But he was a walking bucket. And I would argue he probably still is for Portland. But during that March period, he played out of his mind the best period of his career. It included a career-high 43 points against Detroit. And really, if the Raptors ever wanted to trade him, this was the time to sell high. As Varel said, we will not discuss the trade and who won the trade 
Well, we can say he's, he's playing pretty well for Portland. A game-high 22 points against the Orlando Magic very recently, starting every game alongside Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And we wish him the best there. But we did this episode to pay tribute to a special cult hero for the Raptors. Norman Powell, we salute you. 